and welcome to another episode of The Exercise Engineer. This week we are talking about NEAT, which is our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And I know that sounds really scary, but I'm going to explain everything you need to know about it and more crucially, why it is so, so important when working towards our fat loss goals or our general fitness goals. Okay, so just a quick recap from what we've previously discussed, which is the general science behind fat loss. So I just want to quickly recover, recap this so we're all on the same page again, especially if you've missed a couple of episodes or something like that. So the, in the most basic form, calories are energy that we consume to fuel the body for our daily activities and our workouts and everything like that. So that is the law of thermodynamics. This states that the energy in should equal the energy out. That's just like basic equilibrium within the body. That's just what happens at science. However, so if we want to lose fat, we need to be consuming less calories than our body is using, therefore in a calorie deficit. Likewise, if we want to gain muscle or gain weight, we need to be consuming more calories than we are using. So therefore, our body stores that leftover energy. So to create the calorie deficit, we can either reduce the amount of calories we are eating to create the deficit, or we can increase the energy expenditure to create the deficit. Or we can do a mixture of the two. And I know which one I would prefer. Like, if possible, I would rather move more so I can still eat a good amount of food. So you can either eat less or move more or a combination of the two. So we have our total daily energy expenditure, which is just our general amount of energy that our body will burn throughout the day. So we have our BMR, which I spoke about before, which is our basal metabolic rate. This is all to do with our actual body. So how tall you are, your sex, um, the weight in which you are, uh, how much muscle you, you store. And that is like what I call your coma calories like in basic, like you, your body would still burn calories if you were laying there in a coma all day. That is your BMR. Your TDEE is everything else on top of that. So that includes the exercise that you do, your NEAT, which is what we're going to cover today, your BMR, which is your resting metabolic rate. And then you've got like the effects of feeding as well. That's a thermic effect of feeding that, that accounts for about 5%. So, d but don't think, ooh, in order to burn more calories there, I get to eat more because it never, it doesn't balance out like that. You will never burn more calories digesting the food rather than actually the energy that you will get from that, if that makes sense. Neat. So this is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So th this does not include the exercise that you're going to do at the gym. That might only be an hour of the day. And then obviously you sleep. So that's like seven hours, eight hours gone. The rest of the day, the movement that you do with the rest of the day is what is crucial for fat loss. And that is where NEAT comes in. So this is all of our non-exercise activity throughout the day. So this is non-planned movement. And this accounts for about 15% of our daily expenditure, which is more than our exercise will, because that's only maybe an hour of the day. Examples of non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So this is like fidgeting, what I'm doing with my arms now as I'm explaining everything, walking, commuting to work, taking the stairs, playing with children, playing with pets, cleaning, 
Singing, dancing, just general movement of the body. Cleaning the house is such a good one. Going to the shops, shopping, carrying shopping bags, gardening. I could literally go on and on. It's literally any movement that you do throughout the day that will all account towards your neat, which is all good stuff. So you can layer your neat activities to increase productivity. So don't think of it as like dead time. So use the time on your morning walk or your morning commute, for example, to plan your day or write your food shop as you walk to the shops. Walks are just a great time for brainstorming ideas anyway. Or you can listen to an audiobook that you've never got around to reading or maybe just enjoying music, just getting out there. Good for your mental health as well. Listening to your favourite podcast. Maybe you're listening to this as you are on your walk, maybe you're walking to the shop instead of driving to increase that neat as well. Use the time to ring a friend or a family member, enjoy the walk with a partner, discuss things, what's the best thing that happened that day. I could literally go on and on and on, but I don't want you to think of this neat as like dead time because obviously going for walks is super beneficial, especially when we, we're aiming for our 10,000 steps a day as like minimum. I would say 8,000 is minimum just for basic general health. But obviously, if you've got fat loss goals and you want to increase that goal, you can get it up to 15,000 steps a day. Your call. Right, top tip number one is to set a daily goal for your steps. And that, like, it will build throughout the day if you've got a Fitbit or you can use your phone as well. But when you're doing things like cleaning around the house or walking around the shops, that will all account towards this neat and your step goal as well. So it's not dead time, especially if you are cleaning, you're like you're getting the benefit from the cleaning and you're getting the benefit from your neat activity, which is helping you towards your fat loss goal. Another tip I always stand by, it's not really a tip, it's more of a non-negotiable for me. Like I always take the stairs. I don't understand people who get to an escalator, which, it, which is supposed to help us get somewhere quicker and they stop. Like I just do not understand that. Use, like, just keep, always take the stairs if you can. If there isn't a stairs option and it's an escalator, keep moving on the escalator. It's, it's just, it's moving stairs. Like, still use the stairs as they were designed to get you up. It just gets you up quicker. That's, that is what they are there for. It's not supposed to be there for you to stop on. No, that's, that's what a lift is for. <laughs> if you want to take the lift, be my guest, but no. Um, another way to re to help you get your step goal in is to aim for an hourly step goal as well. So that is just making sure that you are moving your body throughout the day quite evenly as well, because I know a lot of us, if we've got office jobs, it's so easy to literally sit there all day and time will fly by and you're like, oh, Christ, I've only done 2,000 steps today. And it's that is even a good amount for a lot of people, like especially people working from home. I think working from home is really difficult to get your steps in. So my top tip for working from home is to commute to work. And when I say commute to work, I am doing this with inverted speech marks, whatever the whatever you call this, whether you do the little two things. Commute to work. Literally take yourself on a morning walk, 20, 30 minutes, get some fresh air, and then when you arrive back at your house, you are ready for your day at work. You do that undistracted. Get your get your your, your um actions in for the day, your to-do list, 
your meetings, and then commute home from work as well. Take yourself for another 20, 30 minute walk after work. And then when you get back home, you can switch off because I think a lot of people, especially since COVID, are finding it really difficult to switch off when it comes to working from home because you, you, you're constantly surrounded by it, especially those who have like started to build a business or like you're becoming more of an entrepreneur or maybe you are just flexible working and you are working from home now. Commute to work. Honestly, it will. it's a game changer for helping you towards your fat loss goals general fitness and mental fitness like your mental state will be so much more positive throughout the day if you have taken yourself for a morning walk and a morning commute because it just boosts your mood you've got that fresh air and you've got outside you've moved your body in a way that feels good and you've freed your brain just while you walk, listen to a podcast on music or just the general outside, you will feel so much better and you'll find that you're actually a lot more productive as well. So super duper important. Um, another few top tips for trying to help you get your steps in throughout the day is get the coffee round in. I know that might be expensive, especially good God in London, like it's three, four quid for a coffee now. It's like, oh, when I walk out the office, I'm like, does anyone want a coffee? People respond. I'm like, oh shit, that's 12 quid. Christ. Okay. I wasn't expecting you to say yes. <laughs> I was only saying it for a nice gesture. But no, it is nice. Get the coffee round and get, get outside, go for a walk. Carry in the food shop as well. Um, walking while in meetings. This is something I've definitely picked up. Um, obviously, I can't really do it when I'm at work. Or when I'm been, when I'm been an engineer at work, obviously on-site meetings are a thing. So we walk and talk and discuss and look at things, but also with meetings with my business as well. Um, most of them do happen in an evening when I'm not engineering work, which means I'm getting my steps in or I'm walking to an exercise class or I'm walking home from work. That is when I do my meetings for my business. I am walking, being extra productive getting my steps in and doing business meetings. So get moving, especially oh, while you're on the phone as well. I know a lot of people just sit still, but no, if you, if every time someone rings you, you answer it and stand up, you'll easily rack up maybe even a thousand steps over the day just from talking on the phone. So that is another super duper top tip. If you want to increase your steps throughout the day, every time someone rings you, you answer it, you stand up and you get moving move and walk around. Another thing is if you like a lot of TV on an evening, get up and walk in every TV advert. Move for the whole thing because that's two or three minutes every time. That's easily 300 steps. Just think about 100 steps per minute. Easily. You can rack them right up and watch TV at the same time. So you can re request a standing desk at work. I've got a standing desk and I do find that I do step side to side a little bit more or like it, it does use more energy just stand instead of sitting and it's better for our posture, especially if you can have a nice mix between standing and sitting. You can visit your friends with pets and children. You'll be generally more active if you've got pets or children to play with. You'll do that without realizing. Early mornings or post meal walks. It's great for digestion to get walking straight after you've eaten. And something I listen to quite recently was heel raises. If you don't, if you can't get out for a walk after you've eaten, do some heel raises because those, those muscles that help you with the hip, like, you know, when you're 
go onto your tiptoes, but you can do that sitting down, those muscles can absorb glycogen a lot easier. So that'll help reduce your gly glycogen spike and it'll help with building that muscle as well because you're getting the energy to that muscle, you're getting moving and it's just great. It's just great for you. Um, one of my challenges that I love to do with my clients is 10K before 10 a.m. challenge. It sounds hard, but it's definitely doable. Like if all you have to do is get out for a good hour, maybe a bit longer actually, it's probably longer. But if that is your morning workout and then you get up, you commute to work for maybe 40 minutes, and then all you've got to do is a couple more little walks before 10 a.m. and you've done it. Like it's so, it sounds really difficult, but once you get in the habit of trying to achieve that, it becomes a lot easier. And it actually, it does keep it fun a little bit because you are challenging yourself. But then have, a, have like a step challenge with your friends and your family. It'll be so much easier to achieve those goals if you have someone there with you, like a step buddy, go for walks with people, or even like, like I just said, have a challenge, something to work towards as a fam. Like you could even have like a family challenge against another family and it's who whichever family can rack up the most steps that day or like something ridiculous like that. But like get moving in a way that feels good and that will encourage you to do it for a longer period of time. Usually the funner you can make it, the more likely you are to sustain it as well. So obviously, there's lots of benefits from walking and getting your neat up and everything like that, as well as fat loss that will come with it. However, don't just think if you're moving loads that you will automatically be losing fat. Remember from the start, you do need to be in a calorie deficit. And this is just one of the tools that we can use to help you get there a little bit easier. So moving your body more throughout the day will help you get there. It's free. Moving your body is free. Go for walks, it's free. There's no excuses for not being able to go for a walk or move your body or literally dance around your kitchen. It's free. It's low impact, so it's not going to potentially hurt your joints, maybe like running wood. Low impact and free. You can't, like, you just can't even compare. It's just, it's honestly the most underrated way of being generally healthy and towards fat loss as well. Like walking is just, mm, I, I, literally, I can talk about it all day. Watch me. Listen to me. <laughs> it helps with muscle recovery as well. So I find that if I've had a particularly strenuous leg day, especially the day before, just keeping it moving will help with DOMS. I do my leg days and then obviously commute straight away to work. So keeping the muscles moving so they don't cool down too quickly or especially if you, you need to stretch as well, but keeping them moving will definitely, definitely help with muscle recovery. Um, it helps relieve stress. It will improve your mental health. It requires no skill whatsoever like it's not going to interfere with your exercise plan because you're going to be at the gym anyway if you want to walk on the treadmill that's absolutely fine if you want to get yourself on the stepper or maybe the cross trainer that's fine too the exercise bike class like that counts as well i know a lot of people ask me can i sit in front of the tv on my exercise bike will that help towards my steps technically yes you of course you can it's just moving your body the, the fact that it's steps, like it doesn't need to be steps, it's just a good indicator for us to go off and like work out 
how much energy our body is using throughout the day. That is, it's just another tool. So if you would prefer to get your steps in on a bike, maybe your commute to work is a cycle. Like that is absolutely fine. You go with that. So it definitely won't interfere with your exercise plan because you're going to be doing that anyway, especially if you are walking to a gym or you can get your walk in before or after. I always walk after my workout. I prefer just to get up, get out. Um, no, get up, work out, then get out. <laughs> um, it's also going to massively improve your cardiovascular health as well. Especially if you get a bit of a power walk going, get a little bit out of breath. Maybe you put some hills in there, get some steps in there. And I, I think one of the reasons why I prefer to promote walking outside as opposed to on a treadmill is it is slightly harder because you do have all the different terrain to work with and the wind makes such a big impact as well. And obviously fresh air and it's so much, it, it's, there's just so many more benefits from walking outside. The daylight is also extremely good for you. Um, however, if it is chucking it down and you want to get your steps in on the treadmill or an exercise bike, I'm not going to complain. That is absolutely fine because you are still working towards your general healthy goals to be the epitome of health. Like, come join us. It's great. <laughs> regulating your blood sugar as well. As I said, it helps with digestion, especially after you've eaten. It will also help reduce general chronic diseases and lower your risk of obesity and diabetes. Like there are so many benefits from just general walking. I think there was a study, oh, I'm going to butcher this now, but there was a study that I read that it, uh, they increased the steps of people from 2000 to 4,000 or something and or 2,000 to, was it 8,000 on, on a, a certain group of people, increasing it by 6,000 made such a big impact on their health and they, it significantly lowered their risk of obesity and diabetes and cardiovascular disease. It makes such a big difference. Instead of upping it from maybe, maybe you already do 8,000 and you want to up it to 10,000. Yes, that's fantastic. But what I'm aiming for with this is to get the people that are on more like 2,000 to even 6,000 or 8,000 because that jump is the key to avoiding these long-term diseases that are really going to impact your health. Like that jump there for me is like it's crucial for just a general healthy population. And I think the minute we hack that is the, oh, honestly, yeah, that is just my, that's my opinion. It's not, well, it's not my opinion. It's proven in research. I don't, I think I butchered the numbers slightly, but the overall general concept of what I was saying is still crucial and still fact. So your homework for today I know I like giving you a little bit of homework, don't I? I quite like it. So I want you to do between 12,000 and 15,000 steps today or tomorrow, whenever you want to. When It depends what time of day you're listening to this. And I want you to write down 10 small things that will help you achieve this. You could even do it on the walk. So I went through a lot and a lot of those of examples of how you can increase your steps throughout the day. And I want you to write down, maybe 10 might be quite a lot actually, but 
I mean, I've given you at least 30. So I want you to come up with the ones that are going to help you personally achieve this goal. If you had a 15,000 step target every single day, I want you to write down how you would achieve this. So things like doing your morning workout, commuting to and from work. Maybe you get in a lunchtime walk as well. And then maybe a little post evening walk that would easily rack it up. Then you've got things like going to the shop. Spread these things out. So like maybe if you have a dentist trip and you walk to the gym or you walk in to see a friend or maybe you need to ring your mum or your daughter or family member, grandparent, get outside, get walking. There are so many little, little tweaks that you can make that are not going to impact your life very significantly at all but the general fitness and health that you are going to get from increasing your steps is going to be crucial. Like it will be so significant, so, so significant. So 10 tiny little things that you can do every day that isn't going to impact you that much in terms of time, but will impact you hugely if you manage to hit your 12,000 steps a day or 10,000. Obviously, it depends on where you start. And if you're starting at 2,000, and for 6,000 tomorrow, maybe 8,000 the next week. If you're already hitting 10,000, maybe up it to 12,000, 15,000. Maybe one Sunday, in for 20,000. Go for it. Like, just, it's not, don't, don't implement all of these at once. It, it might be quite overwhelming, but choose two or three to implement this week. And then add a few more on for next week. And then let me know. Comment on the video. Comment on my podcast. Put, just comment. Let me know what you've chosen and what is the key takeaway from this that's helped you the most to achieve this goal, okay? To achieve, it will help you work towards your fat loss goals and general health and general mental fitness as well. Let's not forget about that one. It will help you boost your mood because I know sitting inside all day definitely doesn't help with that. Right, okay. I've really rambled on there. I'm just going to leave you with another little... I think this is my, well, I was going to say quote, but I think it's my own quote. So eat smarter, move further, train harder, consistently. The consistency is the key bit. So stay consistent and be patient. And remember, if you want to be a part of my Train With Lou membership or you want one-to-one coaching or anything like that, drop me a message. The link is in my bio. You know what to do. You know where to find me at The Exercise Engineer. Let me help you. But if you don't, if you don't want to join, that's absolutely fine. I just want you to get as much out of this as possible. So keep yourself accountable. If you can't have me as your coach or you don't want me as your coach, find someone else to keep you accountable. That is going to be key for your consistency and for you to achieve your results. Okay. I'm going to love you and leave you there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed it. If you did, please forward it to someone and let them know that they might really enjoy it as well. And get moving. Remember, eat smarter, train harder, move further consistently. Okay, love you guys. See you later.